Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of University. I'm Anne-Marie Teresso, your host, and I'm here with Adam Harris, my nephew, who edits the podcast. Hey, Adam. Hey, Anne-Marie. So Adam and I were editing last week's episode with Shannon Flynn, who was awesome. Didn't you think she was pretty awesome? Yeah, I learned a few things while editing. Like I she gave me some really good perspective. Um, you know, I'm 31 years old and was totally down for taking advice from from her. You know, I think she's a very wise, wise person. Yeah, she. I thought she had a tremendous amount of wisdom and some fascinating life experiences. And there were a couple of things that really struck me, in particular, um, how she dealt with the loss of her father at a really young age and how she turned that she took that experience and many others in her life and really turned them into opportunities to learn and grow and create a life that um, she feels empowered in. Um, rather than, there's lots of times when we have big tragedies that happen in our lives and they kind of bring us down. Right. And we use them as an excuse for, um, uh, failing isn't a great word, but like, for not being our best. You know? For not being present, for going, for, for using crutches, yes. for like engaging in. Like using it as an excuse. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I had this really hard thing happen and that's why I, whatever. And like, that's okay for, that's, I don't know, like it's, I've never been in a situation I where it. I lost my dad, right? So I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of empathy and patience for someone that has gone through that. I mean, you know, I can't even imagine. They, they deal with it the, the way that they they know how. Yes, we all like grieve and grow in our own unique ways. So, yeah. And I, but I just really appreciate how she turned the experience into a strength. Yeah. And um, how she was a creator of her life. And so this led to her blog, which led to her being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then you and I started talking about vulnerability and we thought this would make a really good podcast. So um, so Adam and I are here today to talk a little bit more about the power of vulnerability and how freeing it is to be vulnerable. And it's one of the gifts I think we have from a really young age. And for those of you who are um, in college or in school now, um, I just have a lot of curiosity about what it would be like to show up more authentically and more vulnerable vulnerable during this time of your life, which I think if if you can remember back and if I can remember back, it's farther for me than it is for mm-hmm. you. But I'm talking to a lot of students these days who everyone's sort of out there posturing or what's that one word you use? Peacocking. Peacocking. Yeah. Peacocking. Yeah. <laughs> like I love that. Yeah. We're all peacocking like on social media and socially in in our interactions nobody is really showing up as their true selves and one of the things 
um, that Shannon talks a lot about is how her blog holds her accountable to being in integrity with like the way she shows up on social media and the way she shows up in her yeah. real life is the same. Yeah, um, it's almost like you got to practice what you preach kind of thing. Um, I've been on a very high horse um, soapbox lately about the topic of vulnerability. I've been exploring it in my own life. I've been exploring it professionally. It's something that I think is extremely powerful. Um, and so what I do for a living, I, I'm communications. for. That's what I do. I do that for a school district. I'm their PR. I'm their storyteller, I guess. And um, I, I kind of preach a lot about vulnerability when I'm in meetings or talking with coworkers or teachers or whatever, but I notice how that impacts me personally. How does it impact you personally? Well, I'm noticing how being vulnerable, it's not just a thing that's powerful professionally. Like it started right, coming right. from there, you know, like that's where it started sparking when I was exploring it professionally. And then I noticed how vulnerability is something that can be brought into my personal life with my personal relationships. And then I started noticing with my little brother, um, Brandon, who's just getting out of college. He's graduating this, this semester and your son and my cousin, Robert, who were very close. Um, I've noticed anyone that's come to me to like, you know, seek advice or just, you know, vent or dump some stuff or whatever. Um, I've noticed my advice or my guidance has always started with the idea of vulnerability lately. Like that's where okay, I've been starting. So how do you define vulnerability? Right. So, so this is where I think it's fascinating. Um, okay. Vulnerability by definition, like if you look it up on Google and type in vulnerability, it is becoming susceptible and opening oneself up to harm or pain. So, so I just looked it up. The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being, of being attacked. harmed, attacked, harmed, or physically, either physically or emotionally. That's fascinating that that's the definition of vulnerability. It mentions nowhere in there about opening yourself up to joy and connection. It's well, only saying you open yourself up to harm and pain so the, physically. So quality or state of being. So I love that. The state of being. So that's like, how is your being being right. exposed? So to me, exposed is open to the possibility. Mm -hmm. It's just the possibility mm -hmm. of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Of course, it's just the possibility. Right. However, this is the definition that people walk around with of vulnerability every single day in their life. Right. So this is what's interesting to me. If we are protecting ourselves from being exposed, we're protecting ourselves from being exposed to being harmed or being exposed to receiving the good. It's like true. And that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. I always like throw this definition out at people because this is what people relate to when they hear vulnerability. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They immediately think vulnerability lead can lead to harm and pain and it can and it can and i'm not denying that it can not lead to that i know it can mm -hmm. the point i'm saying is it never gets to the point where they also think right it can lead to joy connection right so it's about um keeping it in perspective that 
they're both available if you open yourself up. It's they're both available. You can't both things. Both things are available. Are to you. going to happen if you're vulnerable enough, right? One, like one or the other's gonna happen. One or the other in each situation, but like you know, you might open yourself up. Okay, so I want this reminded me of something. So Emery Bergman, who we interviewed, I think she was episode three. She mm-hmm. talked about loneliness, and she mm-hmm. created this amazing video about being lonely. Her um, freshman first semester year at school, mm-hmm. um, and. She created this video that, for her, felt really vulnerable. She really exposed herself in the video, which Mm -hmm. was an amazing video. So anyone who's listening should go back and see the video. We'll put it in the show notes. But um, what both she and Shannon talked about on the podcast was, you know, I opened myself up. I exposed myself in this vulnerable way, and I got tons of great feedback. Like, it attracted a lot of others who gave favorable feedback. I'm trying to find... I'm careful with my words right now. But um, Emery also said... The feedback brought them joy. Yeah, like it felt... It brought them connection. Connection. Authentic connection to others. But hold on a second. But Emery also said, because I re-listened to her podcast the other day, she said, you know, I got some negative feedback too. I got some criticism and some judgment. And so that's the perfect example. Like she opened herself up and she got positive feedback and negative feedback, Mm -hmm. right? And she's like, yeah, that's just sort of the way it goes. But she never would have gotten, I mean, she got way more positive reinforcement, positive feedback, authentic connection with others than she did negative. You're always going to have the experience of having potentially open yourself up to both. And also, if you get what I'm saying now, my argument with, with vulnerability is if you're not opening yourself up to being attacked or harmed, like the definition says, you also aren't opening yourself up to joy and connection. You can't pick and choose. It's not an all-you-can-eat buffet where you pick and choose up and down the line. I want, if I'm going to be vulnerable, I want some of this joy. I want some of this connection. I'm not going to go down the anger aisle. I'm not going to go down the harmful aisle. That's not how it works. Right, you have to be open to whatever. You have to be open to whatever. So the argument is if you aren't open to harm and pain, you're not open to joy and connection. That's just that's just what is. It's true. And then what happens is if you're unwilling to be vulnerable because you're going to protect yourself from the harm, then you're going to be also shutting out um, the good stuff. Yeah, so the stuff that you're at that, that you you're actually that after. everyone's after because everyone's after authentic connection and like a negative. What's deemed as negative feedback can be authentic connection. Authentic connection comes when two people come together from an open-hearted state of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So when someone's below the line or closed, they're not open. They're they're closed. So authentic connection comes when both people are coming open, mm-hmm. willing. Like, so Emery, and a path, a path to that is someone being vulnerable. Right. Well, this is just it. This is like um, you're a magnet. When you're vulnerable, you are a magnet to others being vulnerable. So, so I was running a group call with some college students recently, and one of the students revealed that they were um, struggling because they hadn't gotten into a fraternity and they weren't feeling like they were fitting in. And there were 10 students on the call and the call was kind of quiet until that one student kind of 
owned that piece, mm-hmm. like revealed that. Mm-hmm. What he did was he got really open and vulnerable. He wasn't faking it or pretending. He mm-hmm. was saying, you know, if you really knew me, I'm having a really hard time. This kind of sucks. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not feeling good about it. Mm. And next thing you know, like three other people on the call were like, dude, I'm having the same exact issue. So you're a magnet. When you're vulnerable, you are attracting others. Because what's true is people really want to connect from an open-hearted, authentic place. Mm-hmm. They want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be fully um, received by others. So when you have the courage, like Shannon did or Emery did, and so many of our guests did, um, to really say what is true for, for you, mm-hmm. You attract other people who are willing to do the same thing because all of a sudden they see you do it and they're like, oh, look, they didn't crack. They didn't break. And I actually don't feel in judgment of them. I actually feel... Yeah, the water's warm. Yeah, I feel more connected to them. I feel I trust them more Mm -hmm. because they're showing me... Exactly who they are. Who they are. Yeah. What their experience is. And then that gives, that opens the door for me to do the same thing. I remember I said this, I think, on Shannon's interview when I was going through my divorce. Everyone was like... Well, how are you? And I'm like, well, I'm not doing so great. And then next thing you know, I had all these people coming back to me, telling me what was going on in their lives. Whereas I had had all these false relationships with people before because no one was really telling me what was going on in their lives for real. And I think a way to apply all this. So like, again, so then just, just to, just to draw a little timeline, recap where we're at and then what people do with it. Right. So vulnerability by definition. And I think if, if anyone's listening, just really, if they take a second to just connect with themselves and be honest with themselves about what they think of when they think of vulnerability, I would imagine the majority is thinking of the possibility of harm and pain. That's going to hurt. And there's a little bit of a shy away from it, right? And there's probably something in your life that you want to be vulnerable about. There's probably something that you're working really hard to manage and control. Yes. You're working really hard to figure it out internally, to navigate this rough water, whatever it is. There's probably like nine things that you can just list on a piece of paper right now that like you're working on internally yourself to make sure that you have control over them, right? And being vulnerable about them would certainly open them up to some harm and pain, possibly, right? Possibly. The the argument, again, is that being vulnerable opens you up to harm and pain, possibly. It also possibly opens you up to joy and connection. It's not an all-you-can-eat buffet that yeah. where you can pick and choose up and down which aisle which you want. You open yourself up to one of the emotions and the and the experiences. results experiences. You're gonna you can you can get all of them that you need. Yes. So taking that, understanding that, and then really sink into like maybe something that you're right now just fighting with all the time. Yeah. And and you probably got really good at fighting with it. Well, ignoring it. Ignoring it, and then maybe it comes up to fight, and then you're able to, like, go to sleep, drink some alcohol, well, 
this drink alcohol, do drugs, get go on social work media. out, get on social media, go to the gym, play basketball, have sex, shop, find a way to pick yourself up, right? There's, there's to ignore it. There's plenty of ways to fight it back down, ignore it. The thing that I realize and that I really have to work hard at following as much as possible, which to me, it's still very hard work. Vulnerability is actually the key to being free. Yeah. It's freedom. It's the path towards freedom. It is. And so anytime I've been giving advice, like not professionally coaching anyone that's asking me for anything, anytime I'm working myself on coaching, it's like the answer is always, do I feel free right now around this issue or do I feel constricted around this issue? Right. I feel constricted. I feel like I'm holding it in this box. Uh, anytime you're withholding, you're not free. You're not free. Anytime what do you're I not want? saying something. How do I want to feel right now? I want to feel free. Yeah, everyone wants to feel free. We and all that's want to. in my control. Yeah. And so it's a choice of being vulnerable. And I'm telling you, it's so stressful to get to that point. Um, maybe what? you need to have a conversation with someone you love. Maybe you need to have a conversation with a family member, um, a friend. Maybe you just need to have a conversation with someone that's that's impacting your that you're at the effect of, whether it be like a fraternity brother or a sorority sister or someone that you're working professor with, or a your professor roommate. or your roommate, right? There's all those your issues. Girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, there's things like you're juggling and they're juggling too and everyone's walking around juggling a bunch of balls, your parents, your money, there's all that stuff, right? There's there's and a, like there's a big issue that you know, I'm talking to a lot of seniors lately and they're all so flipping scared yeah. of graduating and going out into the world, but no one's actually talking about maybe, it. Maybe they're so scared. Like those seniors make so much sense to me. Um, I understand that. I understand just being scared. It's as simple as it is. And I'm sure if I sat down with one of them, they'd be like, well, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. And I would listen to all that and I'd just be like, look, you're just scared. And so like, I don't, I don't want to go back to living at home anymore. You know, like think about that going or, back or I'm not into living make at home. Money. Or what if I don't like what I have to do for a living or like all this stuff, even like there's a lot of students I've been talking to lately who are struggling with what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. Even though like you just went and got this degree. Yeah, and, and, and well, lots of students are going into college like, I don't know what I want to do, so now I have to study for the next four years, spend all this money. So let's, I don't want to get into all the details because... I well, no, these details are actually important because the, the bottom line that I was getting to yeah. is like, and I know we're fighting back and forth here, but it's because we're both very engaged in this conversation. But like, the point is, is like, that's a scary thing to like, think about leaving college for many reasons, like going back to live with your parents don't know what you want to do. Will I make enough money? You probably have older siblings and you're like, I just want to be at that point in my life. Or you have look, look at your like aunts or uncles or parents and friends. And you're just like, I just want to make enough money so I can like go pay rent again and be on my own again or like whatever it may be. Travel or I want like, I don't want to do this job for the rest of my life. So I don't want to get out of school because yeah. I'm afraid I'll be miserable. Cause schools actually like it's scary to get into. And then once you're there, it becomes this like cushy beanbag place where like, you do get, like, meals made for you. You have things taken care of. There's an excuse from most parents that are like, school is your job. I'll supply you with some money or whatever. Like, there's all those things that happen different different ways in the, in the world. But now you're leaving and you're scared. And yeah, so or you're in it and you're scared. Or you're in it and you're scared. 
Yeah, so, so, so you're just scared? <laughs> you're just scared, man. And, and it's okay to be scared. That's the whole thing. And so yes. what is, or sad, or whatever, like in um, Shannon's case, she was probably dealing with a ton of grief after she lost her father. Yeah, and she made it sound so simple, and I, I, I knew when I was listening to it. Like, she did say, look, there were obviously rough times. I mean, she lost her dad, right? Yeah. And, it's, and it was sudden. And so I imagined it was, it was a really rough time, but her outlook on it was super inspirational. Well, and it's been five years out, and she's had time to move through all of her grief. However, what was, I think, one of her greatest lessons, I think she said, was when I started my blog and when I started really showing people who I really was through my writing, for her it was writing, for mm-hmm. other people it's art, for other people it's math, like it doesn't matter what, what the outlet is, but mm-hmm. how she expressed herself, um, she said, like, people started showing up, people started mm. seeing her, and so it was that, that turning point where... She just showed up honestly. And then the other pieces where she decided to cut herself off from technology. Like, she took a technology break, which I thought was so fascinating. Okay, let's let's close with um, one vulnerable moment that we've had the past week. Um, I've got one. Okay, you go first. Okay. Um, I got vulnerable with Kim, my partner around money because I was spending some money. We were, I was taking a trip. I was booking a trip, and I was feeling scared about booking the trip because I didn't want to spend the money. And I noticed myself when I was um, looking into flights and looking at hotels and looking into cars and all that stuff that I was like, my body was getting kind of tense, mm-hmm. and my heart was sort of racing, and I'm like, what is going on? And so I got still for a minute, and I'm like, oh, you're afraid, you're afraid. You're like, you're afraid to spend the money. Um, so I just got vulnerable, and I, um, he wasn't home, so I, I called him or te- I texted him. And I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm feeling scared right now, and um, I want to talk to you about this before I make this decision, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, that's great, cool, thanks for sharing, and it's totally fine. So I guess... For me, being vulnerable in that moment meant, like, A, noticing what was going on for me, then owning that I was scared and then revealing it to Kim and then us having a conversation. What I really wanted was to have a conversation with him about, like, does this make financial sense for us right now Mm -hmm. to do this? Um, But I think had I, well, I know, had I not done that in the past, what I would have done is I would have like found some other ways to like feel guilty or scared about it. And I, I, I would have created some drama between he and I around it. Mm-hmm. So that's my vulnerable moment this past, that actually happened yesterday. Hmm. Can you think of one moment this week where you got vulnerable and it served you? Yeah. Um, and this is a, this is a vulnerable moment that I have often. Yep. Um, where I feel like I'm not worthy of connection and, and love. And yeah. it's a story I get into. Yeah. And the people close to me know I get into that story. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get into that story. So in this last week, I had a moment like this with my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment like this with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they're both the same moments. Yeah. I notice when I... I know when I'm in that place because... I start to feel like there's like an electricity in my chest 
and it starts like spinning around and spinning around and spinning around and spinning around. Like a swirling or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not like a swirling. Like um, like one of those like electric balls, like when you put your hand yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know? And it feels like I can run 72 miles. All right, so you got all this energy, but it's like fragmented. Yes. Okay. And it's, and, 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 and. So that's how fear shows up in your body. Yeah. Okay. Just, I noticed that. So that happens in your body, and then what? Then it starts to well up, and I feel like if someone were to look at me, like, my face would probably look like a tomato. It doesn't, <laughs> right. but it feels like it's about to explode. Yeah. And then my jaw clenches, mm-hmm. right? So I noticed that's all happening. And the way I used to deal with stuff like this is I used to just, like, attack. I would just get mad and attack people. So, yeah, you because you're feeling threatened. By so you, them leaving. Right. So you're feeling threatened. Doesn't yes. even matter what's going on. You're feeling threatened, and then you you defend. Yes. Which makes sense. So okay. I so so what I've gone into practice with doing is becoming vulnerable and revealing it to these people. So you reveal what? You say I what? say I'm feeling scared that we're not connected. Right. So it, that's my fear. I just tell them that, right? I'm feeling scared. I'm noticing I'm feeling scared right now that we're not feeling connected, right? And that's just something that I, I t- like. I'll tell, I'll tell that to to, so what to my girlfriend, when you said and I'll that? tell that to my best friends. Like I think it's important for them to know. Like I'll tell that to my guy best friends. Yeah. At a bar, you know, when we're sitting there having lunch in the middle of a Saturday. I'll say stuff like that. And what do they? What has been said back to you? Um, so this past week, both of them, um, they will say, "It's one of two things." It'll either be, "Huh, thanks for thanks for revealing that." Mm-hmm. Thanks for revealing that, and immediately, I understand that that's out there. It's not inside me anymore. And I notice that I get... You're exposed. I'm exposed. I notice I get calmer. I notice the electricity goes away. And I notice that I'm able to then understand that this is a me thing. Mm -hmm. I take all the blame that I've been putting on other people throughout these moments. And I realize this is all just about me. And some story I'm making up. And some story I'm making up. And then I'm able to eventually get present back in the moment. Yeah. And it's also kind of nice to, like, say that stuff. Yeah. And then, like, kind of, like, sit there and wait and then notice, like, five minutes later that the other person's just still sitting there. I know, exact My exact fear of being left is literally not happening after revealing my biggest fear. Yep. Okay. And so they're still there on the next episode. You and I do. I want to talk about, um, how we actually create without revealing. We actually create our biggest fears. Yeah. Like you, if you didn't reveal often, you eventually push people away because that neediness or that insecurity or that, that jagged it's ugly energy, to me. And like, yeah, that jagged energy starts to push others away. Right. Because you start to show up inauthentically. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that in another episode. But And and, and the more I, I will say, like, this is taken this takes a lot of practice. It takes tons of practice. Tons of practice. And it's it doesn't even take the right person on the other end. No, no, no. Because like I've made up a story in my life where like it needs it needs to be the right person for me to do that. Well, it, but it but but I, yes. Go ahead, finish. So it. so what I'm saying is is that I do it and now I've done that 
probably a thousand times uh-huh. to those people in my life. And now it becomes me just going, hey, dude, or hey, baby, I notice I'm in that like funky place funky place right now. Like I notice that I'm feeling like scared and, and, and they know what it means. And it's even now less of a thing. Yes. It's not even like a thing to reveal this right. anymore because it's just be- and then they even go all right weirdo you know like it's yeah. it's become kind of like a light playful thing or like they'll even be like adam you're sick you know and i'll yeah. just be like i know like whatever and now i'm playing with it they're right. helping show me how to play with it you know it's definitely difficult to be vulnerable like the definition says you can be susceptible to pain but remember It can also lead to joy, connection, and love. But whatever it is, it's always freeing. So no matter the result of being vulnerable, you're always going to leave this vulnerable experience free. So I'm going to challenge you to connect with us on social media or send me an email at annemarie at bringithome.me and let me know of a time or you were vulnerable in the past week. Something simple or something huge doesn't doesn't really matter. Just take one small risk. Be vulnerable one time this upcoming week and let us know about it. Free yourself from what's keeping you all closed off. And I'll see you next time on University. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.